I wanted to say a, a tremendous thank you uh, to Tyndale for allowing me to come here and speak this morning. And I really appreciate the very gracious uh, invitation and, uh, and uh, resume. Um, although I, I must say, as I was listening, I thought, wow, this guy sounds extraordinary. I'm glad I'm here to be able to listen to him. And imagine my disappointment that I, when I realized, oh, wait, it's me. Um, I also want to uh, bring apologies to my class who are hearing far too much from me already. And here we are again. Uh, so sorry about that. Um, I, I wanted to begin uh, by sharing a story with you. And this comes, uh, this is my most miserable uh, Bible study ever that I uh, led. Um, it just because I think we hear so many um, uh, tremendous and heroic stories. You, you should hear the other side as well. So I was leading a Bible study. Um, as was mentioned before, I was in an um, MBA program at the University of Washington. And um, as, as, uh, as I became a grad student, I joined the InterVarsity group um, there, and they asked if I would be willing to lead a Bible study. So I said, yes, I, I would be willing to do that. Now, what I did not know is that they had um, heard uh, that I was coming before I had ever shown up there, uh, because I had been involved with InterVarsity as an undergraduate, and so my staff worker contacted the staff worker at the University of Washington and said, put this guy to work. So I thought it was just an innocent invitation, but behind that was an entire setup. Uh, staff workers across the country colluding. Uh, and so what they did was they decided to throw me a real challenge, and they went through their entire fellowship, and they chose all the people in Bible studies across the entire group who were very awkward in Bible studies. So this is the people who talk too much, the people who never talk, the people who always bring up the book of Revelation. You know the, you, you know the people. You've been in Bible studies with them, but... Oh, just to imagine what an entire Bible study like that was. And so I came in to lead my first Bible study. I chose to lead from the passage where the woman was caught in adultery because there is that incredible ending where Jesus offers grace and forgiveness to her. And that's how, that's how I wanted to begin our Bible studies together. So I said to everyone, go ahead and read the passage, and then in a few minutes we'll get started and talking about the passage. So they, they were silently reading for a, you know, about a minute when suddenly the woman over here started weeping. Now there's two types of weeping that people do. You know, there's the sort of to myself and I'm quiet and I'm weeping, and then there's the public weeping and wailing. She was doing the second so it was, you know, like that in our Bible study. And I'm, you know, I'm uh, one minute into my new Bible study thinking, uh, do I comfort her? Do I care? Oh, but she has a friend who is with her in the Bible study who leans over and starts talking to her. And I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Jesus, uh, someone to, to take care of her, to care for her. Uh, uh, they have a conversation, and I am not exaggerating when it goes like this. And then the friend starts weeping. Okay, so I think, oh my goodness, it's contagious. So they're weeping over here. And I'm trying to think, okay, now what do I do next? But you have no, you know, no, it's coming faster than you can deal with. The guy to my right, 
says, can we get on with the Bible study? I didn't come for all this crying crap. (laughs) Now, I am not the world's most sensitive person, but I realized right away, dude, that is a mistake. Sure enough, the woman direct me to the left of me, direct, leans around and says, that is the cruelest thing I have ever heard in my life, and I want to rip your throat out, and lunges for him. Now, I'm not kidding. I'm keeping the two of them apart now. These guys are still weeping in the corner, and the guy over here pops up, stands up. He says, I changed my major today. I was a biochemist. Now I'm a lit major. Let me read a poem that I wrote. And starts at the top of his lungs reading the poem that he wrote. My first Bible study. I turned to my co-leader and said, can we leave now? Very quietly, you know, that kind of thing. I just said, how do we escape? Okay, now. If you know what's happening with these people, it makes total sense. My friend, Denise, her father, the pastor, had that month admitted that he was having an affair with a woman in counseling, had left the pastorate and the church and the family and run off with her, the woman caught in adultery. Janet, who was consoling her, had become a Christian in in his ministry and hadn't heard the story yet. My friend Scott was from an alcoholic family, had spent his life bailing his father and his brother out out of jail. The way he's chosen to deal with life is to have no emotion whatsoever. On the other hand, Wendy has made a decision that her life will be entirely emotional. There is no constraint or restraint at all. She just lets it all hang out. And and Bob is bipolar, and he hasn't been diagnosed yet. Every time he's up, he's a humanities major, and every time he's down, he goes into the hard sciences. In nine years, he will graduate with a double major. (laughs) I I tell the story because of just how extraordinarily inauspicious a beginning that is. This is a Bible study that you would be prone to saying, there is no hope here. If they don't kill each other, it will be a miracle of God. This is a sad and sorry little group. And that actually is a true statement. It was. But what they had going for them is they knew that they needed Jesus. They knew that they, the scripture were words of life for them. They didn't come to the Bible study as an academic interest. They came to the Bible study to live. And so what happened is they started living out the scriptures. Now, 
honestly, I would have given this Bible study like zero chance of being extraordinary. But they started living out the scriptures. So we did the parable of the Good Samaritan. My, my, my co-leader and I left. We came back the next day, and they are all exhausted, you know, bags under their eyes, just wiped out. I said, what is going on with you guys? I mean, person after person in the Bible study, just wait, you know, just, just so exhausted. Well, after the Bible study, after you guys left, we hopped a bus and went down to downtown Seattle and looked for people in need. Isn't that what the study is about? And we're going like, whoa, they actually believe this stuff. <laughs> they think they're supposed to do it. They haven't learned yet that this is just an academic exercise where we cram it all in our heads. They're living the scripture out. They start changing. We did the study on forgiveness. You know the study that says, you know, if you have a sacrifice and you're at the altar, but you need someone, you need to forgive someone, you stop doing what you're doing and you go and forgive them. In the middle of the Bible study, they said, stop. I'm like, can you do that? It says you're supposed to. We need to reconcile. Wendy said, I'm really sorry, Scott, that I told you I wanted to rip your throat out. Scott said, well, sorry, yeah, I guess I was a little rude. You know, I mean, you know, but they start apologizing to each other really sincerely. Then they say, we've got people in the dorm we've got to apologize to. So they left the Bible study and went out in the dorm. And they go through the dorm and my partner and I are sitting there going like, well, do you have anything against me? No, no. Okay, well, we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> what do we do now? Well, let's wait and see what happens. Well, they came back. And they came back. But they came back with all these people from the, from the dorm. And the people from the dorm said, this is the weirdest thing, but can we watch? <laughs> so from then on in our Bible study, we'd have a little group of people meeting on the floor. And then we'd have a whole bunch of people sitting up on the beds just observing because they wanted to see what was happening. And then as they became Christians, they'd join us on the floor. Sometimes at the beginning of the Bible study, sometimes in the middle of the Bible study. They'd just say, oh, okay. And they'd slide off the bed and join us on the floor. Everybody goes, whoa, well, welcome, you know. Incredible what happened in this Bible study. Now, that, that's not unlike the story that Jesus tells. We're going to be looking in the parable of the mustard seed in Mark. So this is Mark 4, verses 30 to 32. And the passage goes like this. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the earth is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Starts out incredibly small and grows into something extraordinary. I, I, I feel like I would long to address all of you who ever 
begin a ministry that looks really modest. All of you who start a ministry and and are tempted to say, Jesus, really? I have four people and I probably should fire three of them? Lord, really? I, I kind of was hoping for one of those grand and glorious assignments. You know, one of those huge ministries. Don't you have any of those available? Oftentimes, Jesus longs for us to live out this parable with him. To see this little tiny mustard seed. And watch as the kingdom of God grows into something extraordinary. To watch as people are transformed in the most unlikely places. To see things of the kingdom come in the most unusual and unlikely ways. The parable speaks to God's longing to have the kingdom come. That God is interested in seeing his kingdom be here. That we are not needed to coax the kingdom into coming because God is already about that work. And what he's saying to us is, whatever ministry, assignment, role I give to you, watch as I work in that and see something extraordinary come. The funny thing about that Bible study is that's what convinced me to come on staff with InterVarsity. I saw God at work, the transformation of those people. That Bible study was not only a mustard seed of itself, but it was a mustard seed for me. It grew my heart for being part of the kingdom of God. After that, I had to see what happened with those people. And more people after that. I had to stick around and watch the mustard seed come. And that was a gift not only to them but to me uh, that God gave. So I just want to commend to you whatever it is ministry that God gives to you. uh, Be it grand or modest. That it is a gift that he is giving to you so that you can watch his kingdom come. And have joy in that. Um, I grant to you the joy of seeing the kingdom of God come and be extraordinary.